Well, welcome to the first episode of the Franklin Family Podcast. Today, I'm ecstatic to welcome Christina Biddlecombe, an alumni since 2019 and a dear friend of mine. Christina graduated with a degree in art history and environmental science. Post-grad, she has been seeking to cross-pollinate between the arts and the sciences. We'll get into the details in this podcast. Christina brings so much creativity to everything that she does, and I'm excited for you all to meet her. So welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you. Thanks, Margaret. Thanks for inviting me, and I'm honored to be the first guest. I really love the name, too, Franklin Family. I'm glad. Thank you. So the first question we're here, we're going to ask today is, when you first came to Franklin, did you imagine yourself where you are today? I would say, considering that I didn't even know what I was going to study, that I definitely did not see myself uh, where I am today. Um, Yeah, I just came to Franklin knowing that I wanted to study in Europe because I had been living in the U.S. before. And what I found was that I just reconnected with the things that I really liked in high school and just started building on them. And those two things happened to be art history and environmental science. And some people judge me for having that combined degree, saying it's really strange, I guess. Um, but I think it has served me um, to get where I am today and to look at problems in a creative way because of art history specifically. Cool. Well, during your time at Franklin, uh, you actually participated in the Peggy, Peggy Guggenheim internship. How was that? How did Franklin help you get there? And what was your experience like? Yeah, I always look back on that internship and I can't believe that I did it because it was such an intense work experience, but also really valuable. Um, yeah, basically, I had a mentor uh, my first year named Joshua, who also did this internship, and he was the one who told me about it. So shout out, Joshua, if you're listening. And yeah, so the way I got there was basically through him and the guidance of Professor Fassel, um, through the art history department. and. Basically, I did everything, every type of job in the museum. So I really got to see what an art museum takes to run. Um, And I think Franklin really helped me specifically with the Italian because I had to take Italian for three years as a Swiss language requirement. And within the Guggenheim, of course, it's in Venice and a lot of the visitors, there are international ones, but also Italian ones. And being able to really communicate on that level in Italian was super helpful and I brushed up on my skills <laughs> because it's one thing to learn and another to actually practice it inside of your internship. And I learned a lot about modern art, actually. Um, things that you don't really realize until you see the paintings in person and having to study to give tours. So yeah, the interns there had to give tours of the artwork and of the galleries. So also help with public speaking. Yeah, I could go on forever. <laughs> it was a really valuable internship, also really intense. <laughs> Did you do the tours in Italian or English? Yeah, you had the chance to do either one, whatever you're comfortable with. Uh, I never actually gave a tour in Italian. I probably should have tried, (laughs) but it was always in English. Um, But I had a pin on my lanyard that said I could speak Italian. So I I put that to the test. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now today, what does your day look like generally? Yeah, super different than Franklin, that's for sure. Um, Yeah, so I guess I can explain a bit about where I am now. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, as Margaret mentioned, I graduated from Franklin in 2019. And now I'm doing a master's in organic agriculture in Wageningen University. And another Franklin student helped me get it here. Uh, It was Giacomo. Shout out Giacomo now. (laughs) Um, He's also studying here. So we're trying to build a Franklin community 
if you're well, <laughs> if you're trying to join, come on over. Um, but yeah, so my daily basis now with Corona, I guess it's a bit different than it was last year, but I'm working a bit from home uh, now on a thesis uh, relating to community supported agriculture and how it's been impacted by COVID. And I also try to volunteer once per week at a small scale farm. And they're a lot nearby because I'm kind of living in the countryside. So that's really valuable, uh, getting some firsthand experience about my master's degree in organic agriculture, actually getting to work with the farmers. Yeah, that's really cool. And you just finished your internship for the Peasant Foundation as um, a community outreach intern. How was that experience? What, what did you do in that internship? Yeah, so this university has a lot of critical student organizations and a lot of them are working around issues in food and farming um, because this is originally it was founded as an agriculture school. So essentially what the Peasant Foundation does is try to bridge the gap between theory and practice in farming and small scale farming. So the reason it's called the Peasant Foundation is because it's supporting uh, these kind of traditional knowledge systems and protecting the peasant, like the small guy in the fight against industrial agriculture, you could say. And my internship itself was really altered by Corona because we couldn't do events in person, but we managed to have some online events and talks with farmers from around Europe. So actually in a way it was an opportunity to um, connect with other people that we normally wouldn't have the chance to speak with because now you can do everything online with someone from across the world. So in that sense, it was nice. We talked to farmers from France, from Germany and Italy, and I don't think we would have had the chance to speak with them otherwise. And we just looked into some of the practices they're doing. So like regenerative farming, sustainable farming, things like that. That's awesome. And this was all in English or? Yeah. So most of the university programs are taught in English, unless it's a bachelor course. So yeah, the, it's definitely an international organization. I think it started out as a Dutch one in the 70s and slowly gained some traction with international students. Cool. But yeah, I definitely don't speak Dutch. Not yet. Really? <laughs> Working on it, yeah. <laughs> well, actually some of these things you mentioned were in your new zine called Pioneer. How is that, you know, making your own zine? How do you get started in such a cool kind of niche experience? I actually took some inspiration from my zine, um, from the MPP project in Franklin. Do you mind if it was last year? What MPP is? Oh, what does it stand for? That's a good question. Mm. It was through the lit department. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could just talk about what MPP provided Franklin the goal or whatever. Yeah, so essentially it was students, I think it started my year when I graduated. Yeah. Um, students came together through the Comparative Literary, Literary Studies program and they created this kind of platform for students to showcase their writing. So that's what I saw mostly was a creative writing showcased by students. And there were different themes, so things like traveling and uh, sense of home. So, yeah, there's even an Instagram account for it. Maybe we can find it and yeah, put it in the link. <laughs> nice. So, um, yeah, I, I can't remember what MPP stands for. I should know that. <laughs> but essentially, I just saw the way that 
they designed it. It looked really nice and inviting. And I also like the idea of including different student voices into a publication. So yeah, with the Peasant Foundation, now in my master's degree, um, I had the opportunity to make my own personal project. And I could have done some research or some interviews with farmers, but I thought there's this really interesting like sustainable student food culture where I'm living. Um, like a lot of people, especially now during Corona, making their own bread, fermentation, um, growing their own mushrooms, things like this. So I thought it would be really interesting to look into the motivations behind doing these things and how students are actually engaging with food in a very different way here. So that's the idea underpinning the zine uh, pioneer. So I'm looking at these pioneering acts that students are doing around me. Um, yeah, and I really took some of the aesthetic, I guess, inspiration from the zine at Franklin. I think, yeah, it's zine spelled with an X. Yeah, X-I-N-E. Yeah. Well, that's exactly. a good example of the cross-pollination between the arts and the business, if I do say so myself. Yeah, so I think what I've really aimed for in kind of everything that I'm doing now is to make science and specifically agriculture-related problems more accessible to people through, let's say, like creative artistic methods because it's really boring just to read a journal article about what's wrong in art in agriculture uh, and I think it's really more inviting if someone can read uh, like a satirical piece about it or see a cartoon relating to certain issues and it really becomes more tangible in that way yeah no that's really awesome and it kind of allows people to access that may not even have any background you know which is cool yeah yeah I hope it's hard to kind of detach yourself from what you're doing and make sure that everyone can understand, um, especially with something like a zine. Because I guess zines are actually designed for very kind of niche subcultures, but they should be accessible to more people. So hopefully I was able to do that. After looking yeah. at it, I felt like I felt I understood a lot of the information as much as I could. Thanks. Um, I think there are some references to Dutch things, but yeah, a little over my head. Unavoidable. <laughs> Yeah, um, but thanks for reading it. Yeah, anytime. And I'll link it in the bio as well for it to add. Um, but yeah, so it's been two years since you've been in Lugano as a student. What do you think, like, what do you miss the most now, if looking back? Yeah, I almost, it's strange, like, my life has been moving so fast since I left because I went straight into a master's that I almost feel like I haven't had much time to reflect. Yeah. Because yeah, the Franklin experience is so intense and there just so much happens in a small amount of time that it's almost hard to digest until maybe like a decade later. <laughs> but I will say that, um, yeah, I really miss this sense of um, familiarity all around you, like living with your friends in such, a, in such close quarters and then also having classes with the same people all the time. You really feel like a family not to be cheesy but that's how it is and yeah I think when you move on to a broader context like living in a different city or uh, a larger university you kind of miss these links especially with corona now um, it's harder to feel embedded in the place that you're living I think and to have these really strong social connections so I do miss that um, and of course the traveling <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, I think that's something anyone could say. Um, and I hope it's going well now. I don't know how it's working for students at Franklin right now. Uh, hopefully they're able to yeah, experience it. And very internal now. So it's mostly Swiss-based travel. And okay. ideally by next semester, travel will return to at least border countries, but we'll find out. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a huge part of the experience. Um, yeah. Now I feel like I'm I'm really just based out of one place and, and settling into it. So that's a big change for me. And do you live with roommates or? Yeah, I live in a house with some other students. So in that way, it is kind of similar. But there are, I think, just more housing arrangements here than there were in Franklin. At Franklin, it's, uh, yeah, everyone living very close together. Here, it's much more scattered. Fair, interesting. And I heard that bikes are very popular <laughs> in the area. Yeah, I actually hadn't ridden a bike for maybe 10 years until I came here. <laughs> kind of sad. Um, but I, yeah, I learned very quickly how to ride a bike because you really need one. Yeah. And yeah, it's also funny that it's not funny that it's raining all the time. It's kind of sad in a way, but <laughs> in the Netherlands, there's just no such thing as fashion yeah it just you just wear waterproof clothes all the time <laughs> fair enough like a trash bag <laughs> <laughs> no need to invest in a coat or anything just bags no just bags uh, well kind of just to wrap it up where do you see yourself going with your master's degree continuing to get a doctorate or you know what's the next step that's a good question and i ask myself that very frequently um <laughs> yeah so i guess now that i'm in the last phase of the master program with thesis um it's coming up a lot more and i should be done by the fall so i think yeah maybe a doctorate is in the future but i'm really not going to rush it i think um, yeah with that kind of thing since it's a four-year commitment you really need to be highly motivated for the topic so if something comes up then i might take it but otherwise uh, i think i need a little bit more work experience i kind of feel like I've been living in a fantasy world as a student and I need to put my feet on the ground and really, yeah, really see, especially with farming, like how it is more in depth to be a farmer and what farmers are really facing before I can help them. So yeah, I think I will definitely get more practical experience. I'm looking for that. And I don't know if it will be in the Netherlands. That's one thing that Franklin gave me is a, a sense of this itchiness to leave a place maybe. <laughs> or that I could live anywhere. So yeah, I don't know where I'll end up. Well, that's an exciting fate to face, honestly. But yeah, I feel good about it. Yeah, I feel like Franklin really prepares you to be able to adapt to basically anywhere you're placed. So there's less fear and change. I don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah, it also feels like when you first arrive that you need to figure things out for yourself very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, so you have the sense of independence from the beginning that, yeah, it lasts your whole life, essentially. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on our podcast. I'm really happy that we just finished our first episode and it was really lovely to catch up for the whole world to hear. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I really, I look forward to hearing uh, the others too, to see what the Franklin family is up to. Yeah, I'm super excited to see the red string, you know, that goes through all of our stories. So thank you yes. so much for being here. Great. Thank you, Margaret. Awesome.